And we are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. Um, before we get into it tonight, uh, it, Monday Night Football is going on right now. Right now, 6-6. But first, I want to say uh, a few things about my producer, Dan Dave Harris, who's based in the London, UK. Um, so we're going to have a little bit of a change on the Matthew Paris Show. Uh, we are no longer with uh, Let's Talk Sports Now Network. Um, Dan is fighting a stage four cancer battle right now. We wish him all the best. Our thoughts and prayers go out to him. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that's why I haven't done an episode in a while. The, the Let's Talk Sports Network has been uh, sold to somebody else. So right now, I'm just going to stick to uh, to my uh, platforms. So let's get into it. Let's talk about sports because that's why we're here. Let's talk about sports. But before we do, before we do. Make sure you hit that little subscribe button right there on the Matthew Paris Show. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. We talk about sports. We talk about all kinds of sports. So let's get into it. All right, uh, so Monday Night Football is going on right now. We are 6-6 um, six, six between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals have sort of a new, new look tonight. Uh, instead of the traditional black and the orange helmet, we have the white all white and the uh, white helmet with the black stripes for the for the tigers so or the Bengals, i should say so um yeah it's an interesting look uh it's been going on for a pretty good game lately it's a um it's six six right now so it's a close game um defense has been stepping it up offense needs to step it up joe burrows is doing okay tonight um the rams are doing okay tonight uh defense has been playing well though so, yeah, right now that game is 6-6. Uh, let's move on real quick. Let's talk about uh, C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, um, the city where I'm from, has uh, come to have their first victory in the NFL this season. So now they are 1-2. C.J. Stroud has his first victory as a quarterback, as an NFL quarterback. So congratulations to him. He has made uh, some sort of history. Uh, his accuracy is very well, a lot better than uh, former Texans quarterback Davis Mills, who is now a backup. C.J. is a rookie quarterback, of course. He comes from Ohio State. We have He's number seven. Um, he has one of the best starts in NFL history for a QB. This is reported by NBC Sports. Um, there are talks of him possibly – uh, being rookie of the year, and he's getting uh, comparisons to Warren Moon, which from, uh, former Houston Oilers Warren Moon, uh, who was very accurate just like CJ is. I do not think um, we should be making that comparison right now. He's only played a few games in NFL history. Yeah, let's see where he does, but he started off very, very well. Um, on uh, yesterday's game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars, C.J. Stroud threw, uh, threw for 208 yards. He had two touchdown passes and zero interceptions. He has a rating of a 118.8 of passer rating, which is very, very good. Um, it doesn't say anything about him rushing for a few yards. He did get a few yards rushing. I remember watching the game and, and, and thinking, okay, he got a few yards rushing. But yesterday he had 280 yards passing, two TDs, no interceptions. He has not thrown an interception yet as a starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Um, the last game last week against the Indianapolis Colts, it was being built up as a rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud versus Anthony Richardson. However, Anthony Richardson was hurt, so they brought up backup quarterback, the Colts did. Uh, C.J. Stroud did throw for 384 yards 
and he had two touchdown passes and zero interceptions. Uh, in his first game against the Baltimore Ravens, he had 242 yards, zero touchdowns, and zero interceptions. So his pass rating is actually pretty good. That first week, he had 78.0 rating, but his, it's being progressed. It's being built up this whole time. Um, during that first game against the Baltimore Ravens, CJ looked like he was a little bit nervous. You know, of course, he's in the NFL. It's very different to college football. So, um, so yeah, but he's doing real, real well right now, and uh, we'll see what he has in store for next week's game. It should be a fun one. Um, other news in the NFL, we've had many games, Sunday games. Uh, let's talk about Sunday night football. Uh, let's see here. We had the uh, we had the uh, Steelers and the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. Football. How the Steelers beat the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. This is a reaction and analysis. This is, comes from the Atlantic. Um, the Steelers held off the Raiders on Sunday night, joining Atlantic team of experts. The Pittsburgh Steelers held off the Las Vegas Raiders 23 to 18 on Sunday Night Football in Week Three at Allegiant Stadium, thanks to a very strong defensive performance. Here's what you need to know. Uh, Las Vegas struck first with the Devontae Adams 32-yard touchdown receptions midway through the first quarter, but Pittsburgh answered with 23 straight points. Adams ended the night with a game-high 172 yards and 13 receptions. Uh, let's talk about Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. He was 28-44 passing for 324 yards and two touchdowns with three interceptions in his home debut, bringing his season total to a league-high six. He was sacked four times, twice by T.J. Watt. Uh, brother of J.J. Watt. Pittsburgh held Las Vegas to just 69 rushing yards. Uh, Steelers QB Kitty Pickett went for 16 for 28, passing for 235 yards and two touchdowns. So it was a very interesting night. Uh, stats don't lie. So uh, very good for them. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see what next week holds for us in the, um, in the uh, NFL. Let's talk about college football. Coach Prime. Coach Prime of the um, – Colorado Buffaloes, uh, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, Colorado Buffaloes. He's bringing out some of the celebrities. We had Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who was at uh, last week's game when they won their victory. Uh, we had um, we had Ric Flair there, a couple of wrestling superstars. We had a few other people there. Uh, certainly, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, is bringing in celebrities to Colorado, and he's building Colorado up to be a big, uh, you know, celebrity football football state. Um, so, yeah. So let's talk about that real quick. Uh, Coach Prime, you know, Colorado was 1-11 in last season. So now he has done the unthinkable. He has started off 3-0 and in the uh, college football, and, but he just got his first loss. He, did, he lost. He did not go 4-0. and He had a um, – they played a very tough team, the Oregon Ducks, who has a stellar offense. And uh, Coach Prime is um, – they had they they got blown out. Colorado got blown out. Um, it was it was about to ha about it was going to happen. Uh, Oregon forty two, Colorado six. It makes sense. I mean, Oregon's the number nine team in the nation. So um, nothing beat that comeback though between last week's and finals overtime between Colorado and Colorado State cross state rivals, forty three to thirty five. Colorado's Deion Sanders. You know he had no excuses after Oregon butt kicking. He said that to ESPN. Um, the man, move, you know, talks a huge game, uh, and then when he loses, he backs it up. So uh, there's some hate going on to him, you know, with other coaches and stuff like that because, you know, 
Dion, Coach Prime, there's a reason he's called Coach Prime. There's the Flash. You know, he's all about the Flash. He even had that when he was a player. Uh, let's talk about Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter had a cheap shot hit on him from the Colorado State game. He was uh, he went straight to the hospital for concussion protocol. He should be fine now. Uh, Coach Sanders had said that he uh, he's back home. He's playing video games. He's having a good time. Um, he will also be out uh, against USC. Uh, so he wants the, he, Coach Dion wants his uh, player to be healthy. So uh, Shador Sanders is doing very well. Uh, his his son, uh, quarterback for Colorado Buffaloes. Um, so yeah, you know you can't really you can't really say much more than that. I mean, you know Dion. I watched a sixty minute episode with him. Um, he's bringing in the Flash to Colorado. He's bringing he's going to bring in uh, a lot of great scholarship athletes to him. He's going to uh, to uh, you know reinvigorate the program. That's what he wants. So um, so yeah. So I know a lot of people in Colorado, the, stu- the student body, and everybody is very happy uh, that he's there and football season and stuff like that because he is bringing all the media hype and the the attention to him. Um, yeah. Um, let's see here. There was a rumor going around, this is from Football Scoop and Athlon Sports, that Keyshawn Johnson uh, coaches gave intel on Colorado to Oregon coaching staff. Um, let's see here. It says, Keyshawn Johnson on America's Worst Television Program signed an anonymous source who cited another anonymous source who presumably spoke with some people who coached at Oregon. So that's like fourth-hand information we're getting here. So there's rumors going around that Keyshawn Johnson said on FS1's Undisputed, then they said, I've never heard from another assistant coach of how much information was be- being given to that staff. So um, could it be true? Who knows? You know, uh, there's no tr- we, don't, we don't know the truth yet that Keyshawn tipped off Oregon and, you know, to say here's what Coach Prime is going to do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, let's talk about the um, Houston Rockets real quick. We have the Houston Rockets basketball team. Uh, we have training camp for the Houston Rockets. Uh, SB Nation reported who will lead the Rockets to each major category this season. Um, NBA basketballs will get uh, will come back soon. We're going to get excited over it. Um, it's reported right here from SB Nation that the Houston Rockets had a roller coaster of an offseason. Uh, media day is eight days away, and training camp camp is nine days away. We saw the Rockets have a great draft night, big name, free agent signings, and an excellent summer league performance. They did do real well in that summer league. They almost won the summer league, uh, but they lost in the finals. Um, there's been some horrible allegations come to light against Kevin Porter Jr. that have still not been resolved. As I said, it's an up and down offseason. Um how do I think the Rockets are going to do this season? I think they're going to do fine. I think they're going to slowly progress up like the Texans are because there's no way to go but up. The Rockets were uh, last place in the Western Conference for, I think, three seasons in a row. So uh, there's nowhere to go but up. Um, um, let's see here. The Rockets have added new players who have been a significant part of the team, but they also have traded away a few players who were a big part of the team last season so that we may have a few new names at the top of the Rockets leaderboard. Um, last season of steals for the Rockets was Kevin Porter Jr. at 1.4 steals per game. At this point, most of you know that we will have a new leader of the Rockets this upcoming season. 
uh, Porter Jr. at the very least will never play for Rockets again. He may never play again for any NBA team. Uh, Dylan Brooks will be the Rockets' best defender next season, but the most steals he has had in season is 1.2, and his steals numbers have declined over the last three seasons. Um, let's, you know, again, the only way the Rockets can go is up. Uh, Tari Eason was a close second last season at 1.2 steals per game, and he did that in almost 13 last minutes per game. Um, the Houston Rockets' newest floor leader is Fred Van Bleet who has been near the top of the steals list the last few seasons. So I can I cannot worry about our, our defense. You know, I kind of worry about our offense. I mean, can we, you know, can we score? Now, last season I worried about our defense because we couldn't do anything, right? So I know they're working hard on defensive players, but let's see if we can win some games and not make the last plays in the Western Conference again, guys. Um, let's talk – let's move on to the XFL and the USFL possible merger. Um, there's a possible merger going around, going on right now between XFL and the USFL. Um, of course, uh, after, after Vince McMahon, who was the former owner of the XFL left this, the first season, uh, this league was shut down due to COVID. Um, and the XFL were having money problems. They, he fired a bunch of people in the front office and stuff like that. So he has now left it. He has now left it up to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is owner of the XFL. Now there's possibly a controversial uh, going around that XFL and USFL will merge, um, which is interesting because U Houston, the my home city, has two – uh, well, they have three professional football teams, but they have one team in the USFL and they have one team in the XFL. The Houston Roughnecks of the XFL and the Houston Gamblers of the USFL. Um, let's see. Let's see what it reads here. This is from XFL News. So, will the merger, uh, will the merger of the XFL USFL league opt out for six hub cities? Here's what we know. Um, recent speculation. From Neil Stratton's newsletter inside the leagues has stirred the XFL-USFL merger pot once again. Stratton is hearing that the XFL-USFL merge league may forge home cities for each team instead opt for six hub locations. Um, this is from the Inside the League newsletter on the XFL-USFL merger. Twelve teams will survive with each league contributing six. Six hubs, USFL style rather than teams. Home cities, latest Detroit, Cannon, St. Louis, uh, I'm sorry, Detroit, Canton, St. Louis, Louis, and among the six locals under consideration. Thoughts? Um, let's see here. Strat's connections to the pro football scouting community in partnership with the XFL has comments carry significant weight. However, the idea is met with skepticism, part, particularly considering the existing infrastructure in places like Arlington. The Arlington hub is a source of strength for the XFL in 2023. Um the potential hub cities, um, this comes from, again, Strat's information, turns out to be accurate. We might see a split of hubs between the two leagues. Detroit, Canton, and Birmingham for the USFL. Arlington, St. Louis, and possibly San Antonio for the XFL. This model will mean that some existing XFL cities like D.C. could lose home games, which would be beyond dumb to put it plainly. This is uh, coming from Strat. The D.C. Defenders is the second biggest fan base at ticket sales in the XFL in 2023. Um, Roy S. Johnson reported that this week that members of the BJCC were told that Birmingham will be in this new league in 2024, but the report did not state on if they will play there. Um, 
They said they look forward to continuing their relationship with us as it has been in the past. We assume that means that they will play there in 2024, but Stratton's report only mentions Detroit, Canton, not Birmingham. Uh, we have heard from sources this past season that Protective Stadium is less than ideal on many uh, fronts. Um, will the merger happen? I don't know. It looks like they want it to happen. It looks like they are trying to get a deal with The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and have an XFL-USFL merger. Um, you know, some interesting. Now, what do I think about that? You know, I would love to see the Houston Gamblers still in there for the USFL. I would love to see the Houston Roughnecks for the XFL. Um, could it happen like that? I don't know. You know, I'm afraid that some some teams will be cut from certain cities. And, uh, I mean, we don't know. I mean, we just, we just read that the D.C. defenders uh, of Washington, D.C. are one of the biggest money makers, the biggest opener for, uh, for D.C., for the XFL. So, and if that place gets cut, that means you're going to lo lose a bunch of revenue. So, um, you know, I don't know what this means for uh, XFL, USL mergers. We're going to have to wait in the coming weeks to see what this is like. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, let's move on a little bit. The Texas Longhorns, uh, the University of Texas at Austin, a home of the Texas Longhorns football team, has uh, gone up and beat Alabama, Nick Saban's Alabama, in the uh, and they've gone up in the rankings. They are now the number, I believe, number four team in the nation. Um, let's see here. Texas Longhorns football. Okay, they moved up to number three team in the nation after they beat Baylor. They uh, they hammered Baylor 38 to six in a blowout game, and uh, now the, who they have next week? They have Kansas, number 24 Kansas against number three Texas. Uh, that is Saturday, September 30th. That kicks off at 2:30 p.m. Um, so yeah, so after beating Wyoming 31 to 10, beating Baylor 38 to 6 and then now and then beat the big one that got them ranked up high against Nick Saban's Alabama, a very tough football team. Uh, Texas, the University of Texas Longhorns are on a roll. Um, Quinn Hewers, he was up to 225 pounds. This is Longhorns quarterback Quinn Hewers. He was up to 225 pounds. He had lost a bunch of weight. He is now 197. Uh, when I watch him play a little bit and on Saturdays, he's a uh, he's a little bit more mobile. He can move around the pocket well. He could uh, shoot the ball well, um, so it'd be interesting. What really is interesting, though, is the number one um, recruit pick for for Texas is Arch Manning, coming out of Eastlar Newbar, out of uh, New Orleans. I would love to see him play. I would love to see if Texas is up on a team very high. I would love to see uh, Arch Manning get a couple of snaps in for Longhorns, and see what he does there because he is, I think looked upon as the future of the Texas Longhorns football team. Um, so we'll see what Texas does against um, against uh, number 24, Kansas. And then, you know, pretty soon they're going to the SEC, and they'll, we're going to have rivalries again against uh, cross-state Texas rivals like the Longhorns and the Aggies. So uh, that's going to be a fun one to watch to bring back that rivalry again. It's going to be great. Uh Speaking of the Aggies, let's talk about the uh, Aggies real, real quick. Texas A&M football. So, Texas A&M, um, let's see here. They played against uh, Auburn this past Saturday. Uh, Texas A&M did beat Auburn 27-10. to um, The Aggies are moving up. They uh, 
last week they did a shellacking against Louisiana Monroe, but that was to be expected. The Aggies won that game 47-3. to uh, The next game that Texas A&M has uh, is against Arkansas. It should be a very good game. should be a very uh, high-powered game. Um, I am expecting Texas A&M, the Aggies, to win. Uh, let's see here. And other news today, this is from Texas A&M today. The Aggies confirmed to lead U.S. Marine Corps Texas A&M today. Uh, let's see here. It says right, right here, General Eric M. Smith, 1987, will take the reins of the elite military <coughs> branch following a 96-0 vote in the Senate. <coughs> um, so, yeah, so this, uh, this uh, General Eric Smith... Uh, will be will be the leader of Texas A&M Corps of Cadets. So congratulations to him. And uh, let's see here. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's about it. That's all I have for uh, Texas A&M athletics. Uh, Connor Wigman actually got hurt. Texas A&M quarterback Connor Wigman actually got hurt. Um, I think he's a very good quarterback. He's pretty mobile. I've seen him play. And then Max, backup quarterback Max Johnson came in, and he uh, ended up finishing out the game for the Aggies. Um, yeah, so not too bad at all. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. So, yeah. So that's it. That's about it. That's all I have for the Aggies. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that will conclude our show for tonight. Um, the second half of Monday Night Football between the Rams and the Bengals has started. Uh, before we go, listen, before we go, um, just send prayers out to uh, Dan Dave Harris, one of our producers. Uh, he has stage four cancer, so please send prayers out to him. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back again for another exciting episode of the Matthew Parrish Show. And please don't forget to hit the subscribe and like button. Uh, it's always a good time here on the Matthew Parrish Show. We talk sports, and sports is a great thing. All right, you guys take care. Okay. <laughs>